0: This is the Get Geekish podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Bino, joined by Derek sitting next to me from far, far away. How you doing tonight, Derek? Hanging in there. Good, good, good. Uh, but uh, we do this podcast every week, talking about geeky things, and we're going a little bit of a different route this week. Of uh, what? It, it's it's still a geeky thing, but it's, it's it, and it's it's geeky to you as well because you're like. I'm enamored Get into with it. this. Yeah, it's we're talking about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. You've probably heard buzzwords all over the place because just about every uh, metaverse company, video game company, digital company, cryptocurrency company is all talking about how they're getting involved with NFTs in some form or another, and goes down the whole cryptocurrency wormhole, which. I have been enamored with for the last year or two, and I know just enough to get myself in trouble. So if uh, there's anybody tuning in for this podcast is going to come in and correct every little nuance I have wrong with something cryptocurrency wise, just have at it because I'm not an expert and I, I could follow with the uh, trail of everybody else that's on Twitter for cryptocurrency and just say, this is not financial advice.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, no don't, 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 don't come to us for financial advice. Exactly. Uh, but you you came to me with this idea for because you wanted to
0: talk about NFTs in the podcast. So what made you want to bring up NFTs for our, our geekish fans here?
1: Okay, so backtrack real quick. So you said NFT stands for? Non-fungible token. When I read it, I read it as fungible. <laughs> so <laughs> right there, I'm off to a great start. Um, but great what for keeping pom- the mildew away. Yeah, right. So what prompted this was actually so I'm I'm huge in the gaming world, right? I I'm all about video games. Articles pop up, I follow different things. So much like you with cryptocurrency, I'm in the video game world delve into that, right? NFTs is making a not it's like it's like starting to thread that line of video games. And I know cryptocurrency has had its like dives in and out with some certain video games and everything like that, with trying to get the different bitcoins and stuff, you know, and, um, the reason I'm bringing it up and the reason I brought it up to you is because I know that you're, you're into this, this is your type of thing, but NFTs is making a wave in the video game world. Um, A very
0: polarizing wave.
1: Surprise! Surprise! So one of the huge (laughs) things is Dead by Daylight. You know they, it's a multiplayer game where it's survivors versus a monster, and you know they've started incorporating monsters from different franchises, and one of them that brought up the whole thing was the Cenobite from Hellraiser. That's now an NFT in Dead by Daylight, and a lot of people are saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do this. And I honestly, I read the article and I was so confused because that was my first thing about an NFT because it's like people are upset that it's an NFT. I'm like, what is an NFT? And so I'm reading this thing. And I'm like, I'm lost. So
0: here's my take on it because the, the bits I know about this part of the video game industry, especially video game fans, are very up on arms. Some of them are all for it. Some of them are totally against it. Mm-hmm. And I stand on the fact that NFTs are going to be the future of digital collecting metaverse video game, stuff like that. But it's going to have to find that sweet spot of how it's done right. Right now, it's still in its infancy stage. So everybody's just trying things. And if I'm getting this story correctly, when you're talking about part of the problem, the game is one of these creatures you can play as or play against is an actual NFC that people can just buy, right? Yeah. And so people that are playing games are super upset because... It, it, it's, it, it makes it not fair. It makes it pay to play because they could sit there and grind the game for weeks and weeks and months and months and months. But then I could show up and buy the game and spend my $150 NFT and then have a monster that would completely destroy everything they've got going on. Something like that.
1: And see, that's where I'm confused because there's the DLC, which DLC always adds in different monsters. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different monsters. If you loaded up the game right now, fresh out of the box, you would have to, fresh out of the box, that's an old term there. <laughs> um, but you get it digitally, right? It's going to have different monsters that you can still get DLC for. So it's kind of making waves because it's a little, the NFT is a little bit different than DLC. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just tweaking things a little bit different. And that's why I'm kind of like, you know, I'm kind of like throwing, a, throwing for a loop there. And one of the video game channels that I follow on YouTube, they were sitting there talking about, um, you know, different NFTs like, you know gifts are starting to go that route somebody bought like the neon cat gift for hundreds and thousands of dollars and they now own that and it's kind of interesting to me because i'm looking at it like you have all these gifts and everything that were taken from different types of media and if people start buying those they're going to start kind of getting taken away from certain things right because that's their own thing. You're not going to be able to use that GIF anymore unless you pay to use it.
0: Well, you, you bring up an interesting point because that's where a lot of people are going to get hosed. Because, uh, again, in the, in the near future, this NFT market is going to make a lot of millionaires and it's going to get a lot, a lot of people completely wrecked. Because your thought pressure, oh, though, this, this person owns the Nyan Cat. No, they own the digital representation in that NFT Mm. unless there's a special legal contract written that somebody does outside of on there. If I purchase an NFT of somebody's artwork, I don't own their artwork. That artist can still use their artwork to do whatever they want because they own the copyright of the artwork. The NFT, it's basically uh, the equivalent of a digital serial number, for lack of a better term. Um, Everything that goes that's created in NFT, they can all be super, super unique. So if someone wants to mint an NFT, we'll, we'll, we'll use the, the Neon Cat When They have a, a JPEG of the Neon Cat, and they want to mint that. They mint it on a NFT network, you know, Solarium or Solana or Crypto.com or Ethereum or anything like that. They pay to get it minted and create this digital version of it that has specific serial numbers in each one that's on there. And then, okay, I'm going to have this. I'm going to make 10 of them. So 10 of them are going to exist ever. And they sell them. And people then want to be a part of owning that and they want to have it forever, stuff like that. A lot of the initial arguments I saw with NFTs, people would say, well, why can't you just screenshot? It's the same thing. Well, it's not quite the same thing because with blockchain, everything is on a public ledger that everybody can see. So if there's any transactions that happen with it or it's used somewhere, you can see exactly who and where it was used. So it becomes basically a a digitized serial number that can be... Uh,
1: checked by anyone, not just specific uh, holders in it. So, so I'm, got, I'm glad that you brought up the blockchain, too, because that's a whole nother thing, too, that me, you know, again, with cryptocurrency, I've never, you know, I know about it, but I've never really dove into it like you have, you know, with Dogecoin and Bitcoin and, you know, all the other thing. And I know that blockchain is a huge thing of that, and people use it to data mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, right and they they people have pcs set up to mine for bitcoin which just blows my mind how much money people put into it to make money so with the nfts it's kind of like the same thing like you know i heard a whole like just right click right click save Mm -hmm. and you brought up the point it's it's not the same and it's just like
0: it's not quite the same thing, and it's a lot of the things with NFTs. Because I get into this, and I, I, am I'm, I'm still with you. I'm still trepidatious. Is that the right word I'm looking for here? But like, there's a lot of these things that are going to be absolute garbage. I see some of them, and they're like eight bit animations from video games that people are selling for millions. of dollars. There's, if you go Google NFT and teenagers, there's. Dozens of stories of twelve-year-olds and fifteen-year-olds that have made millions of
1: dollars selling digital artwork as NFTs. And how does like wh- where does the line get drawn? Because how does copyright get involved with this? Because if people start taking something that's a copyrighted image and they're trying to make an NFT out of it, is that that like you said? That's where it's gonna is that where it's gonna come with the lawsuits and everything like that? Of like I you think know, so.
0: Because it's like you say that now, but that's what's been happening. Look at almost every meme that's been created on the Internet. They stole somebody else's photo, put some pictures on it, and hey, look what I made. Like mm-hmm. That's what half the Internet's based off of. So there's going to be some lawsuits. I mean, there's only been a couple places that have been shot down where people are trying to create NFTs out of like uh, Disney characters or pictures from movies and stuff like that. And it's going to be ugly. Uh, there's some places that aren't like there's well, one marketplace called the NBA Top Shot because the NBA and WNBA decided to jump right on this and you can go on there and you can buy game clips or trading digital trading cards or audio clips from you know famous parts of game history and they're all serial numbered. So it's the same thing of it's, it's making it scarce. Yes, you can recreate this and copy it and send it out to 35,000 people, but only 10 people actually own the official NBA licensed one blah 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 so it's it becomes you know that that weird gray line of where where is it going to happen but you look at some of the biggest ones that have sold over the last couple of years some of these pictures like cryptopunks are one of the biggest one they look like uh, character characters descriptions from an old nintendo game and they just make different CryptoPunks to different people and some of them are selling for four five six million dollars for a jpeg but it's the the want to be a part of it it's the it's worth this much everybody wants one and so it has value because people want it if something holds that value it's going to be worthwhile if in five years people say CryptoPunks are worthless nobody wants them there's going to be tons of people that are out millions of dollars because now they own the nft of a digital piece of artwork that nobody cares about and with the advent of everybody making them you mentioned bitcoin dogecoin stuff i like got cryptocurrencies there's hundreds of new cryptocurrencies every week that pop up because mm-hmm. anybody can just make a network of a cryptocurrency if they know what they're doing it's the longevity and having the the breadth of a network to get enough things on board to use it and make it a phenomenon and i think whichever one of these nft platforms gets signed up with whatever becomes the next big thing I mean, facebook is trying big with the metaverse um microsoft is using the hololens i know there's four or five other metaverse companies are putting things together there's other companies whichever one becomes the next big thing is going to create the winner (laughs) and that that to me i think the other part is that Uh, People that are creators of the NFTs can actually work things where they get money off of it. Like, let's say in the near future, video games, the Call of Duty franchise gets in some NFTs where you have these ornamental accessories and stuff that you can buy as NFTs or win as NFTs in tournaments or things like that. Well, they could open it up in the future and say, all right, Derek, you're going to create one of these things. So you create this really super cool spook deer helmet, right? and it gets put on Call of Duty and then some huge uh, Twitch star decides they love it and make it a big deal and they buy it and they put it up on the uh, for sale. Well, you're the creator of that NFT. So anytime that NFT is then used and or sold within the game, you have a blockchain trail back to you that would then say, oh, well, this person gets this X amount of cut from the money spent on these things throughout the game. God, I wish I was artistic then. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's, and the... The technicalities to make it all happen are way above where I'm at. I, I can just see it all and I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that probably sounds super neat and there's ways to do it. But there's other ACEs where there's real world cases where there's talking about NFTs could be used for real estate transactions. Not just digital real estate like fake stuff in Upland or Decentraland and the Sandbox, but actual mm-hmm. properties because if you tokenize everything from the contract to the sales prices to all the different parts of home buying process, you could then cut out the four or five different middle people that are part of the transaction and save thousands of dollars because there's a public ledger that says this, this, and this, so I just have to sign here, transfer it to here, now I have this. We don't need to go get things signed by notaries and taken this to banks and sent back and forth, and it's it's just a way of making it. The basis of it all it comes back down to that blockchain where everything is a public ledger. It's changing the way banking systems work. It's... <laughs>
1: Well, and here's the thing, too, that's weird to me is I had no idea. This is I thought this was a new thing. It's been around for a few years. I think it started around 2017 or so. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the whole thing is like Bitcoin, you know, it it had been around before it blew up. And that's why I think, you know, some people made a lot of money because they had invested into a lot of things, you know. And to me now, I'm just looking at this going, OK, our NFTs here to stay. You know, is it going to be too convoluted because it's going to it's going to get miry. It's going to get right down to the mire in the muck because you're going to have people who create this this image. Right. But they're not going to know how to copyright it. And I have a feeling that they're just going to get screwed over because they created this image. They created this thing. But since they don't have the copyright, they didn't put you know, a patent, whatever the heck you want to call it. They didn't they didn't make it their own. Yeah, sure, there's a blockchain going back to them, but who's to say that that's going to stop some company from coming into just upturning and going, actually, you know, you oh, may the, have
0: created this, but. Yeah, if there's money to be made, there's going to be some ugly, ugly use cases. Like I said, it's, it's whoever figures out how to make this work right is going to have smooth sailing for the next decade or something like that. Or more, but I, I, I look at a lot of things. One of the coolest things of a lot of things with augmented reality. When I started off playing uh, Ingress back in the day, which was the company that's got Pokemon Go together,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they had that aug- augmented reality. I use air quotes on that uh, because you know it was, oh, it's a picture of a Pokemon augmented, but the, the idea behind that, and that's now going on to the next level. There's uh, a company called Vivi that has the Omi token that they're licensed through like DC and Marvel and the NFL, a bunch of things that they do augmented reality basically NFTs. But you can create your own little collections that you have of these things and make your own little videos, put them in pictures. There's little software systems use, And I think the next step, a lot of those are gonna go in with the metaverse. You'll be able to create your own gallery in a metaverse somewhere and how is all of the nfts that you've collected or purchased or created and people can you can set up so people come look through it or you won't let anybody come look through it unless you bring them in with you or something like that and it's it becomes the way to show show off all that kind of stuff without having to have the the nerd
1: hole in the basement like i have full of toys right now <laughs> so you you keep you keep throwing around the term metaverse um To me, like I when I hear verse, I just think comic book stuff. Obviously, the metaverse is something a lot of a lot different. You know, Um, that's why Facebook's trying to go the meta way. What is the metaverse like? Dumb it down. Speak to me like I'm a three year old. (laughs) What for base? You know,
0: like the metaverse is like the world Ready Player One created but again it's still in its infancy and there's not any one metaverse like people use it now and you're going to hear politicians talking about they talk about the metaverse like it's this one specific thing that we open a door and now oh, we found the metaverse all the metaverses is, is a network like well you take Facebook cuz you mentioned that's the big one with meta facebook itself if you made that a three-dimensional augmented reality world that would be the facebook metaverse and the future of some of these is all these different uh, chains and companies will be able to create their metaverses and will there eventually be one huge metaverse that everything plugs into that's what places like Cosmos and Chainlink are hoping no matter what metaverse you're in you can be able to go back in between imagine getting your NFT in the Facebook metaverse and taking it over the Call of Duty metaverse before you go over to the uh, Hello Kitty metaverse and bring it on there <laughs> and bring all your stuff along with you like the interoperability is there but the metaverse is it's all it is is it's just a world Uh, You take it like you create a Minecraft world. You create your Minecraft world. You build what you want. Put your stuff in there. You can invite your friends. to. You can make it public so there are people who come in there. But in the NFT space in the metaverse, you could also then claim the ownership per se of all those different things or make it to where people come into your section of the metaverse that you own. Nobody can change anything but you. And it's... I I always questioned it because I love virtual reality, like, but I remember going to the virtual reality headset when I was like nine years old, driving all the way to Boulder and going out and going to a virtual reality for twenty minutes where you were in like a Tron like block space and you could just walk around and like, oh, there's a tree. Cool. Um and then you come out of it and your eyes are all cross-eyed and your head hurts. <laughs> uh, and I, I just got an Oculus 2 a little while back and it's I come a long way. I tried the Oculus One, and it gave me a headache. I wanted to throw up, and I never wanted to touch it again. Oculus Two, taking a few steps forward, where everything just gets a little bit better and a little bit better. Uh. <laughs> and the fact that you can go in there now too, and interact with objects that you own, you can share things, invite people into it, chat things, watch videos. Uh, I think the pandemic opened a lot of people's eyes to it in the sense that one of the things that I never thought of for something like Oculus. Is you can create a hangout room, so you live in a tiny little apartment in Queens, all alone, no friends, no family around. You're bored. You log on, put your headset on, invite seven, eight of your friends over to your metaverse room, so you guys watch a movie. You put the movie up in the corner, and you can see the avatars of your four friends, and then talk and chat, and interact like you're hanging out on the couch together watching a movie. It it seems weird, but it's kind of fun. You can go to concerts. You can go to. I I, I watched. 15 minutes of a UFC fight a couple weeks ago. I don't even like <laughs> UFC fighting, but I'm like, okay, I'll walk in here and went to the Metaverse. and went, Oh, cool. Because it's literally the camera set up on the ring of the octagon. So I'm sitting there watching this fight like I'm this big. You know, I'm holding my fingers up like two inches big next to these <laughs> gargantuan fighters going at it Goliath style like you're standing two feet away from them. And it was that view that if I went to a UFC fight, I would never see anything close to that. But this right there is like, wow, right? like, that's cool. <laughs> and you imagine things with concerts. A lot of musicians, I think, uh, Aoki's gone into it. A lot of rap artists have gotten into the NFT space because they can, I think the Kings of Leon, was it? Is Their next album going to be sold as an NFT. Because hmm. it doesn't stop people from copying and sharing it, but to have one of the official version releases of it, Every time one of those is sold, the band gets royalties from it. They can also include extra things like, oh, you got the version that had this bonus. So you get here's some extra cover. Oh, you got this bonus. You get an extra track. You can download this one. Oh, you got this bonus code. Well, guess what? You get to have an online VIP experience with the band. Oh, you got this code. Well, you get free tickets and get to go backstage when they go to New York. Like all these things they can put in without having to go through, like, the process of raffles and giveaways. Because if somebody buys it, then you know exactly who. Oh, that. you You bought, you bought this, this, this person can have
1: this thing now. So, I mean, and you, you're saying that this is going to go the route, you know, obviously going, it's already in pop culture and everything like that. What makes this different than DLC? What makes the NFTs different than a DLC of a video game? Like you know, you know how, like you said, we can like we can go into COD right now, or we can go into Fortnite, or we can go into PUBG, we can go into Halo, and we can buy different skins. As it is, we can buy different avatars, we can make ourselves look different. What is different with the NFT as opposed to just going in and you know dropping ten bucks for a different skin to look like Spider Man or something like that?
0: I think, and this this is me speculating because again, I don't know enough of the technicals <laughs> to be super intelligent on this. But the NFTs, is the fact that it is. We went back to the public blockchain. Right now, you can go into, um, was it Fortnite and buy all your skins or whatever like that, and they could just decide to make a thousand more skins. Oh, here's 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 another thing. things. Well, the blockchain, everything is a public blockchain, so there's there can be finite amounts of things. If they do it correctly, there could be a finite number of resources within a ecosystem or within a game or within a thing that, okay, we've got this many helmets, well there'll only be, you know, twenty-two thousand of these helmets ever minted and then they're all done. Or something like that. And it, it just it, it creates a little bit of um, added value for people that really want to be a part of something or collect something. And allows people that are actually collaborating to then get benefits off of their work being used. Because you look at video game companies, how many artists work at video game
1: companies? Oof, thousands, hundreds thousands. of thousands.
0: And every little bit of the hard work gets completely out the way, right? They get their paycheck and nothing matters. It doesn't matter if the gun they helped design was downloaded 429 million times. Yeah, whatever. You make 35 grand a year. Here's your paycheck. Go home. But. You take that except what if every time somebody invented a really cool new gun for uh Apex, that they could actually get some benefit off that being used, whether that be financially, whether that be currency in the game, whether that be notoriety, whether that be anything on there, giving somebody that option. The same thing with people that you know, I look at the kids that create these Minecraft worlds that are insane. I don't get Minecraft, but people spend lifetimes doing stuff in it that they love and they enjoy people go and look around what if you could find a way to capitalize on putting all that hard work and then getting something back for it you make some amazing world and then you could you know for lack of a better term sell it or put it on the open market for other people to use and you get benefit instead of mojang making hand over fist off of the hard work you've done They'll make theirs too, but you could also get some kickback from it too. Same thing with music. I, I've seen a world in the future where real world cases of NFT's music, if they give NFT versions of their songs at different places where it's played at, like say in Metaverse spaces, Metaverse concerts. Right now they play ASCAP and BMI license for Airplane the Radio, right? Mm-hmm. Which we know is a lot. Hello to Hooey because those numbers can be fudged <laughs> and made up and tricked all the time left and right. But and the artists get, what, like a thousandth of a cent for a spin animation? But what if in the, in the Metaverse, uh, during the Super Bowl Metaverse party in Meadowland, they're playing the new Weekend track. And every single person there, since it's blockchain based can know what song was there and who was in that room like, so Oh look, these three hundred and ninety five people were sitting in this room when this song played, so we're gonna give you this much money per one of those people that listen to the song or vice versa. And to be able to actually have that you know it, it's giving everything serial numbers. It's almost big brother ish. So there's there's a whole nother
1: I was know, gonna say that <laughs> I think that's a what...
0: we could jump on, but
1: I think that's the other thing is there's a lot of people speculating about it because it is more controlling. It is more, I mean, it could come down to straight up elitism. You know, it's the, if you have this much money, this is yours. Oh, I'm sorry, you don't have enough. Then you don't get to experience the type of thing. And it can start creating the rifts in class and, you know, elitism. And that's why I'm wondering exactly how far this is going to go. Because, I mean, they're going to have to put a lot of restrictions on this to make sure that it doesn't get out of control. Um, but then it comes down to the whole thing of like, well, where, where does the freedom cross? You know, it, you, you can't have the FCC control everything when it comes down to the NFTs. I mean, it's going to have to create their own little subdivision. And then it's, it's the whole thing is people are upset because they feel like it's getting like some freedoms taken away, you know, kind of like what you said. So
0: well, see, I, th- I think it's going to be we have years before that's going to be worded out because none of these things are going to take off and be that mainstream yet. Yeah, You're talking about NFTs, and we've been around for, what, since, what, 2017? Bitcoin's been around since, what, 2009 or 2011 or something like that? So it's been around a little over a decade. And cryptocurrency in the United States, I think the last survey was that we're still like 13% of Americans own some form of cryptocurrency. So we're very, very beginning <laughs> side of this of what it's going to happen on here. And I I think you mentioned the thing of, well, who's going to regulate it? It's not going to get regulated much yet until they find any big problems because all these networks are small enough. And I I, I hate to say it too, but so many of the great projects that are out right now, NFT, blockchain, whatever, aren't going to exist in five years. If you go back in time and look at all of the cryptocurrencies that were available back in 2015, there's a lot less of them, but the ones that were there. How many of them have completely folded or don't exist anymore or are absolutely worthless? And there's going to be complete NFT metaverses that companies dump tens of millions of dollars into. And by 2025 or 2030, like, yeah, pull the plug. It's worthless. No one's going to use this thing anyway.
1: So what you're saying is this is history repeating itself with the dot com era. To a point, there's going to be some new winners that come across. And some some big losers for it, but I mean, like I mean, we lived through the dot com era, right? Mm. We've been there, so we remember all those companies that were like jumping on the internet when it was first coming out and everything like that. And I, I guess you could kind of compare it to the to the NFT thing: is mm. who's going to have that staying power? Who's going to be able to keep themselves going? And like you said, right now is kind of not the it's not going to get regulated just like the internet was. I mean, everybody just started pumping stuff out. And then when things started coming down and, you know, different companies realized that they couldn't hang and they started getting shut down, that's when you started seeing Google shine more as well as, you know, Yahoo at the time. So it's like you said, it's going to be interesting. So maybe right now, if you want to get into the NFT game, do it before it gets regulated too much and then make your money and just... Bounce. Well, it, it's fascinating. I have advice
0: to anybody. I Go in. Uh, one of the biggest things they say in crypto is the never-throwing money that you can't afford to lose because the vol- volatility of cryptocurrencies, NFTs is unreal. Like, you're talking some of these crypto punks that were given away for free three years ago, then sold for $70,000, now sold for $6.7 million dollars. Could very easily be worth less than a dollar in six months.
1: Well, and that's that's the story. The, the video game people that I follow, they were talking about another story. I don't remember what the NFT was, but he had it, and right now it's worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars, right, or even millions. And he's like, "No, nah, I'm I'm going to sit on it. He doesn't want to sell it because it could be worth more, or he could wake up tomorrow and it's just pennies." Mm-hmm. I mean, I I look at that with, I do
0: football cards in the 90s. I remember I opened up this gold-foiled Rick Meyer collector's edge, you know, one out of 350 blah, blah, blah card from a pack at a sports card shop when I was like 12 years old. And the Beckett value at the time was like $525. I was, oh, I'm going to retire with these things. Well, if you don't know anything about football and Rick Meyer, he was a wash-up Seattle Seahawks quarterback that turned out to be completely nothing. So that card that I had in my possession, that was at one time worth $500, I couldn't get two quarters for it if I took it to a card shop
1: and tried to sell it right now, even though that card's now 22 years old. It's funny because I didn't even realize that. like NFTs, we've been dealing with NFTs since we were little. we got baseball Mm -hmm. cards, football cards, action figures. We're dealing with them now with Funkos, Yeah,
0: Funko's jumping on the uh, NFT bandwagon too. Funko and two or three other companies are working with a company called Wax on some sort of uh, NFT collaboration, which uh, I get so many I'm confused, but I I think that was correct. They're, They're trying to figure out a way that they can tie real world assets to the NFT tokens which I think that might be the future of how you combat some of this other thing when it's not just this made-up picture that I made that's worth $10 million. It's this made-up picture because it's tied to this real picture artwork right. or something like that. And I mean, I think the, the Broncos gave NFT tickets to the last home game they had for the football stadium. And that's one of the things that music venues and uh, sports arenas looking at the future because if you have an NFT ticket for an event then they can't have fraud. Uh, it eliminates true. a lot of the scalping and things like that because people have to go through all the uh, verification processes to buy these things. And whoever made the original NFT can see everywhere it's sold. So if you see somebody that buys... 400 of your nft serialized tickets to the game and then tries to resell them you can be like oh no 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 you've just been revoked you lose all your tickets and blah blah, blah. i mean it just makes it like you said with the control it makes things like that easier to do so they're experimenting with those things albums coming out with nft versions of it like i said the uh real estate markets trying with them cars are trying with them and i it's it's just fun you go read about it and it, it, it's daunting at first because there's a lot of techno jargon that sounds like absolute gibberish. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, you, you read an article and it's throwing out, you know, all these different terms and I'm like,
0: you're like I don't know if I learned
1: something or if
0: I feel really <laughs> stupid now, but uh, I know what that term is. And, I, I mean, I get myself turned around backwards on all the times, too, between all the different networks and the different blockchains. And is it proof of stake? Is it proof of work? Uh, you know, the carbon emissions of different chains versus this chain, the chain interoper, interoper, interoperability, like, all these different things that go on to it. Like, I, and, and then it boils back down to it. You look at the lowest common denominator of the average Joe, and they skim the article, like, some moron paid $4 million for a picture? This is stupid. And then they move on with their life. But yeah, once that... Use case is defined
1: and becomes mainstream. It's uh, it's gonna be a good day. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how this, you know, how 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 it portrays how it not portrays but like evolves. There we go. Um, because I mean, like I said, we've we, we've lived through different quote unquote NFT eras with football cards, baseball cards, comic books, Beanie Babies. Uh, you know. Different things like that, and some of them have stayed. You know, you look at the Pokemon cards, there's some rare ones that sell for millions and millions of dollars because they did do that whole, there's only a certain amount that we printed, and if you get it, but that was always blind luck. Mm-hmm. So, Well, these, they can be
0: blocked too because you pay for them and you get a certain version. Like, they'll have uh, auctions for all these things they put up for sale. If I go, we got this collection, we've got 30,000 of these, and 500 of them are this version, 200 of them are this version, 100 of this version. One of them is this limited one, and then the rest are all the same. And right. they can do that kind of luck of the draw for one. I, I think I have four NFTs, but I haven't paid for any, because I still can't bring myself to pay for most of them. <laughs> and uh, they're they're just silly. I think I, Terra Virtua, I've got things where there's like a little, that's going to load on here, a little soccer team logo from some team I've never heard of. Uh... Terra Borg Android thing, I've got a Cardano logo, and then I've got another, uh, I think, crypto.com NFT that I won for showing up at one of the events, something like that. And it's It makes a great giveaway for companies because they don't necessarily have to pay a lot for it, but they can make people feel really excited about give, getting something for free.
1: Right. <laughs> and it might blow up. You never know. Like, oh, you went to CryptoCon 2022 and you got that? That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Yeah, you buy something from an artist That becomes a huge deal You buy something from some some kid on Twitch And that kid ends up being like Some huge 35 million subscriber YouTube sensation the next year <laughs> Then all of a sudden you're sitting on something that, Oh wow, well, lots of people want this now Right So it's I, Everyone getting to it I would not say NFTs are necessarily The investment place to go right now But they're kind of like a lottery ticket That are a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> if you know a lot more about it, maybe it's more of an investment. But when you're the average user going, oh, I like these because they're neat. There's no technical analysis. You're literally just guessing and hoping a lot of other people like the same thing you like. So
1: enjoy right. it. <laughs> well, hopefully you learned something. I know I learned a little
0: bit. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to talk Nerdy crypto with me, we went probably longer when you do on this because I don't know if you could tell. But uh, I, yeah. It's a passion. <laughs> the passion of the crypto. Coming this summer. <laughs> yeah, so like, like, like we mentioned, you can get geekish about just about anything, including things like NFTs and cryptocurrency. So, you know, dip our wick in just about anything we can. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wrong. Anyway, <laughs> just just roll with it. Just just carry on. What, all, what, right. all right. Before we go, since you brought up what what cryptocurrencies have you actually heard of before? You mentioned. Bitcoin and Dogecoin. What else
1: have you heard of? Honestly, those are the only ones that I can remember. Just because I don't really pay attention. I know there is a crap ton out there and then there's, you know, there's video game based ones, there's music based ones and everything like that, but those are the only two that I can remember for cuz I don't pay attention to it. I know that what there's a you, you have a Corgi coin or a co- what is it?
0: Well, I, I just made my my crypto profile for thing is just oh, Crypto okay. Corgi. I didn't actually make th- it th- a currency. I thought
1: th- you actually made a currency. <laughs>
0: No, there's, there's there's a whole bunch of meme coins that people just make up because from Dogecoin, then there was Shiba Inu and there's Floki and then there's Doge on Mars and all like hundreds and hundreds of knockoffs because people can find a way to get rich quick. If they find a way to get a bunch of other people to buy their coin then they sell, it, they make a lot of money. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's that's where I because you are uh, what, hip with it in the video game world <laughs> and you can name two two digital currencies. I have a portfolio where I probably own 30 or 40 different kinds of it and could probably recite 50 or 60 of them that I know a little something about and I still am you know 20 to 30%
1: knowledge every day so what the heck's that Ooh, I've never heard of this before what's this it's a whole <laughs> different animal that uh, that world Yeah, yeah and you can <laughs> find it everywhere there you sure.
0: go. What what, what what Are you into the NFTs? Do you have any NFTs? What NFTs do you have? Can you share them? Show it to us? You know, should I, we make I, some geekish NFTs? I, I've been toying with that idea. I just don't know. I Now that some places can play to mint because when everything was Ethereum-based, minting something cost an arm and a leg, but now there's some of the other blockchains with Polygon and Solana that you can mint for pennies. So maybe we should mint some NFTs of some kind just for kicks and see how it goes. I so, do like peppermint. <laughs> let us know ad uh, I want to know if you have any NFTs if you even know what they are and uh, can you show them to us because I want to see what you have what we should you know yeah, it, I'm a nerd what can I say but uh, it's been fun <laughs> as always and uh, we'll do another one of these podcasts what do you say next week again yeah sounds good alright well we'll see you then